I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, this is Drink of Ages radio show. I am your host, John Denman. DJ Muscratch is a producer. Uh, we are on location once again for another amazing episode of Drink of Ages. Fun-filled, sun-filled. And I think last week I mentioned how I will be bronzed by this next show. It hasn't quite worked out that way uh, because you know SPF 50 does not really allow the UV rays to really get you tan. Uh, but I'm not sunburned, which is what everybody apparently was guessing I would be lobster by now, because we are sitting in, in Maui, over in Hawaii, enjoying and just places just absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm sitting here with Tom Painter, my buddy came out here, No Label Brewery. What's up, John? And uh, so what do you think of it all so far? It's a lot, a lot of ocean, ocean everywhere. everywhere. It's a lot, a lot of blue, blue, blue skies. skies. It's a deep blue ocean. I mean, it is, it is just like we did a boat trip, and when you're out there, you know, you're looking at the water, and it's like, I don't, I don't see water this blue, ever. Friendly, Friendly people, delicious, delicious beers. beers. Speaking of delicious beers, uh, we are sitting over here at Kahola Brewery that is on, on Maui, and I, Lahana, Lahaina, I'm, I'm never going to pronounce, I always, you know, and if you ever look at any of the, the words and street names and stuff, I, I just look at it and I just say something, and everybody's like, no, John, that's not even close to what, what the street name is. But you know, they're just like, there's, how do you get so many vowels in a row, and it doesn't sound like anything it's supposed to? But it's, um, no, Tom, it is an absolutely amazing place. And like I said, we're over at Cahola Brewery right now, and we have Christine, Mark, and Ray hanging out with us. Uh, thank you guys for for having us in. And then Clay from Cyclers just happens to be down in Maui as well. So he's joining us. So we're just going to kind of kick back, drink some beers this afternoon. Sounds, Sounds like a plan. And uh, kind of talk and get to know some Cahola Brewery a little bit. So let's um, let's start with you guys, man. Let's. When did you open up the brewery? Yeah, you're on. Um, we opened up the brewery in December uh, 22nd, 2015, um, together with uh, my husband and um, some friends initially. And yeah, so we turned uh, two in December 2017. That's a great little Christmas present for, yeah. for the world. Yeah, <laughs> we're giving everybody beer for Christmas. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been quite a journey, um, but and a lot of work, but it's been fun. Well, I, anytime you, you go into a business, you know, and, and a brewery, I've talked to, spoken with hundreds of breweries now, and yes, it is a tremendous amount of work, but you're, you guys are kind of doing it in paradise. So there's, there's other places you could put a brewery, but it's like, you know what, let's go and put one down in Maui. We sure did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No argument there. <laughs> I think it was really a series of serendipitous moments, honestly. Um, it was just really 
good timing because Garrett, um, you know, the owner of Maui Brewing Company, who is awesome, this was on the market, his brew house. And it's a 25 barrel system. And although it wasn't our initial business plan to start with a 25 barrel system, it was, you know, a seven barrel system. We wanted to just go small, but it was here. And um, it, it was just, it just worked out best for us rather than building from the bottom up. Well, and yeah, and then you know, the seven-barrel system, then all of a sudden you're like, ah, I, we need a bigger system. But now you're starting off with that one already. Uh, so how, how has it been the last couple of years? It's been really busy. We've uh, brewed significantly more, I feel, every year. Our first year, we brewed about 750 barrels. Our second year, which we just ended in December, we brewed about 2,000 barrels. And um, we're in our third year right now um, because of the fact that we are releasing our cans this year and also our bottles. And we we've are, are also going to distribute statewide. We're going to significantly increase that number as well. It, it just seems like, I mean, I, you know, in Houston, it's like, oh, man, I got to go to work today. Or I could go do something kind of fun. Where here, it's like, I can go to work today, or I can just go sit on the beach under a tree and do absolutely nothing. It would be hard to actually get work done here. Yeah, it can be challenging, but, you know, we just have that passion to brew beer, um, good beer, you know. So it's fun. We incorporate, you know, working and being out there together pretty, pretty well. You know, we go out there, we visit our accounts, we have different events. So, you know, most of the time we're here, and many times we're outside, too, with the help of Mark and Ray, um, you know, they help us build our brand. So are you guys born in Hawaii or moved here recently or how does that? I'm actually born in California. My parents are Filipino. So I was born in California, but I lived in California and the Philippines. And uh, my husband is born in the Philippines and he grew up in American Samoa and went to college in Hawaii. And um, so we would come here often and uh, we've always kind of wanted uh, had that desire to raise our children in the island lifestyle like how we were raised. So we had this opportunity to do that. It's a great opportunity. I've tried to talk my wife and say, hey, you know, we need to just pull the kids out of school and let's just go somewhere. And she's, she's getting closer. Now they're in high school and they're really kind of a pain in the butts. It's like, all right, you know what, let's, it's time to get out because you guys can keep the house. I wish my folks would have forced me to move to an island. <laughs> I know, it just sounds rough, right? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a real bummer. Yeah, uh, I had some friends that they moved down to Panama with their kids, and but it was in like this beautiful cove, you could surf, you could fish, do all this stuff, and but the problem, the electricity would go off pretty much regularly, and sometimes you had water, sometimes you didn't, and then after about three days, the kids were just like, just done. They're just bored, can't get a Wi-Fi, can't get on the internet, and so they lasted about a month, and then they moved back, unfortunately. Yeah, we see that out here sometimes, too. Uh, we call it rock fever. You know, people, uh, even though they've been on vacation um, plenty of times out here and think they love it, they'll move here, and then all of a sudden, within a couple of weeks, they realize it's not for them. Um, I think it just sort of sets in that you're, it's, this is the most isolated place you can be in the world. So, um, you know, if you want to put on heels and dress up and go go do something well you, there's there's nowhere to go um we have new year's eve that's your one opportunity a year to put on heels uh, other than that it's it's not going to happen so um a lot of people just feel really overwhelmed by the isolation and they don't really realize it's going to happen until you're here but yeah, it's like a six month window it seems you know what i mean like if people come and they have all the best intentions in the world and then a few months into it they're like holy crap i really am stuck here on this 
island and then you know inevitably a lot of them venture on you know well that's probably for everybody because you don't want those people on the island you know, the ones that have to wear high heels and dress <laughs> up. It's like, you know, you know, this is not the place for that. that that's right. It's kind of like Maui's its own bouncer. They say that Maui either eats you up or spits you out. So you know pretty quick once you're here whether the island loves you or whether the island is asking you to please move on. Yeah, so. <laughs> no doubt. I still think it hates me sometimes, but I, it hasn't kicked me out yet. <laughs> it's just, you know, just, just kind of teach you some small lessons here and there. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I could, I could easily adapt to, to the island lifestyle. Um, you would need a lot of suntan. Well, I swear it would, you know, Amazon, you can go ahead and get like the 55 gallons and just go ahead and start big. <laughs> just one of, before I leave the house, it's like a shower, just, just a little sunscreen shower, but it'd be worth it. It'd be absolutely worth it. For some reason, like, I just always end up like beach vacations. I do like snowboarding and stuff. So there's always one winter, but every other thing is a beach vacation. And, and yeah, but I learned a long time ago that, yeah, I, I do not tan, and I kind of get this weird muddy color, I think because of dirt and sunscreen just dyes me somehow, uh, but, you know, I love it. Yeah. There's too many things to do in, in places like this, and I don't, I don't know how people can actually get bored because even just, like I said earlier, just sitting under a tree and watching the beach, I can do that for hours, and then just between, you know, uh, diving and snorkeling and uh, fishing and anything I mean, there's so much i always think it's hilarious um whenever tourists will come out here some of them will have it in their mind that they're like well we're gonna see everything on maui we're here for seven days and we're gonna see maui um, and it's like you know i've i've lived here over 10 years and there's still constantly things that are brand new to me and so if i haven't been able to pack it in in 10 years it's a little unrealistic to think you're gonna nail it in seven days, seven days. but Somebody getting off that plane every day thinks that that's what they're going to do is they're going to be like, well, we're going to check Maui off the box and we're going to have seen everything. So now the best thing to do when you come here, pick something you like, one or two things, and then the rest of the time, just do what we do. It's just relax and have a good time on the beach. Yeah. Luckily, we have some really delicious beer for you to take down to the beach and look at the ocean all day. So that works. I think right now we're drinking a bronze medal winner, JBF bronze medal winner, Pilsner. A winner. Yeah, so congratulations on that. That has to be exciting, getting that trophy. When we first, when we entered, uh, we were less than a year old, and quite frankly, we couldn't even afford to send the beers. It was, it, you know, it cost money. And so my husband and I, Ian, were like, okay, let's just do it. Let's just, let's see what's going to happen. And we, we sent, we mailed it out, and we went to Denver to really enjoy GABF and just see how it was. It was our first experience. And when they called out our name, we just totally, I totally freaked out. My husband looked at me and was like, calm down, Christine, calm down. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Did we, you know, I couldn't believe it at first. And then my husband's like, well, we're the only brewery in Lahaina. You know, our name was out there. So it was really exciting for us. And we got to meet, you know, Charlie Papazian. So it was cool. I thought it was like an April Fool's joke. I woke up in the morning and there's like a photo I mean, and Christine on stage, like, ah, throwing the shakas. And I'm like, oh, my, ah, what? what is this, huh? <laughs> it, it was amazing. Not because, like, you know, I had any doubts on the beer, but it was just mind-blowing. We'd only been open less than a year, and there we are, like, hoisting the trophy. So yeah. it, was, it was radical. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and, I mean, Christine was so excited that photo Mark is talking about. Like, the BA has used that photo <laughs> yeah. consistently for the last couple of years whenever they're talking about award ceremonies because Christine is, like, fired up, going crazy. It's a, <laughs> it's a great photo. 
That's great. Uh, we are hanging out at Cahola Brewery, and man, out here in Maui. We're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk more to everybody. And everybody, stay tuned. Drink of ages. distillery or you've been around for years the badass folks at cash branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel cash branding does it all from imprinted glassware coasters koozies tin tackers and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts t-shirts and caps their apparel decorating options are top-notch offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel artwork services and samples are always free why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cast branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out castbranding.com Drink of Ages, we are back, and we're still sitting over here at the absolutely you know, kick-ass place over Cahola Brewery in Maui. So now we're joined by Ian, owner of the place, and man, yeah, so it's super exciting. You guys won a bronze for your Pilsner. Uh, you got to experience GABF and all that. Uh, Clay was just talking to you about distribution, and that's one of the things that I... I found really interesting is, is you know you are on an island so there's there's only so much beer you can make to help the you know to get to the islands so you know if you're not just on Maui if you're putting it in on uh, Honolulu and, and Oahu and those other places you know also heard that you're going to be canning soon then you know the idea of putting on the mainland has to be out there and to get your beer over in the on the mainland so what do you think about that it's in our long-term, uh, long-term plans. Uh, I, I, ideally, we, we want it to be a local uh, state brewery. We want it to be unique, and so we wanted to have our beers only found in Hawaii. So when you come here, it's a special, special place, a special beer. Um, but we are looking at going mainland once we exhaust uh, the state. Uh, I, there's been some demands in the Southern California area and um, I have some, some connections with some bars and restaurants there that, that's been really interested in our Pineapple Pilsner and uh, our Talk Story Pale Ale. So th- those two has been really um, popular. When they come here and visit, they taste it and say, oh, this is pretty interesting beer, we love it. And can we get it in the mainland? And it's a lot harder than that. Um, <laughs> we have to refrigerate it first when we go to the mainland. Uh, of course, there's also cost, cost of uh, a reefer, uh, approximately a 40-foot reefer. It's probably around $9,000 one way. Uh, and then maybe a 
a 20-foot reefer is about six or $7,000. So you got to fill it up with beer. you got to make sure all it's filled and packed. There's no extra space. And then once you get there, uh, the, the distributor will get it for us. So that's, but, but that's the hard part. It's just uh, the $9,000 you have to fork in. Just that extra cost is like, all right, you know what? Let's just go ahead and before we do that, let's make sure that let's go to the big island. <laughs> that's a little closer and a lot less expensive to, to get the beer there. That's right. I agree. Yeah. Now, it's, uh, right now, that's, we are drinking the Talk Story. Talk Story Pale Ale. And man, that's, a, that's a really good beer. I can see why you would want to put this in cans and get it out to more people. Yes, and that's the plan. That's going to be our first beer that we will can. Um, we're, we're canning three beers, uh, Talk Story, Lokahi, Pilsner, and Red Sand. Um, but the first one is the Talk Story. It's a, it has a great name. It's a solid pale ale, hop forward. Um, I think it's best. Uh, you know, everyone likes hoppy beers. Most people do. Um, so we, we wanted to put our best foot forward when we opened the distribution. Uh, we, we talked about getting Lokahi and Talk Story in there, but I think uh, we want to take it slow and easy. So we'll focus with Talk Story first, and then we'll distribute the rest of the beers in cans. Yeah. So just like in, in a lot of the other breweries I go to, they use like mobile canning lines. They come out. Do you guys have that here on the island? Or just no, <laughs> we don't have it. There was a there was a gentleman uh, two days ago that approached the breweries in Kauai and kind of doing an um, experiment on what would it take to have a, a mobile canning system in here. And then uh, the first thing I said was, well, he's going to have to go from one island to a, into another. And they, oh, that's no problem. I guess he has he has a plan for it already. Um, but the challenge with that also is labeling. Uh, I know we have um, Ball Corporation is here in uh, Honolulu, in um, Oahu. I mean, and so they they make the the cans there and then they're printed out, but it's actually a different size. These cans, the the ends or the lids uh, on the top, it's a lot larger in diameter. So it's a size 206, which is uh, compared to the mainland, I believe it's size 202, and so. If this person is going to do mobile canning, he, he or she will probably get his cans from either from the mainland or from Honolulu. Yeah. Very interesting. Now, it's, just, it's pretty amazing. I've uh, been to several places, breweries, and you know, went to Cayman Island Brewery for one. You know, did a show down there with them. Nice brewery, you know, beautiful location, of course, and all that. So it's always good you know when people come up with these ideas of opening up breweries you know i don't know why they don't look at places like this you know there's just more just just help me out here tom what how do you describe you know like like if i could go to work every day in an area like this would it really be work yes it would still be work <laughs> as everybody across the table was like no we actually work really hard but when you, when you get to break and like you walk a minute and there's the ocean, yeah, it's not bad. That talk story though, that is really really tasty. Yeah, I know our guy Justin. Uh, a few months back, he'll work, and then when it becomes sunset, he goes, "Hey, I want to take a break," and then he go watch the sunset, and then he comes back. It's a lucky guy that we let him do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like on that same note, it's uh, you know. 
like everyone nodding. It's definitely work when we're in here. I mean, everyone's grinding, doing their thing, whatever piece of the puzzle that they're part of, you know what I mean? But uh, the beautiful thing about being on the island is that, you know, free time is definitely free time, and it's a beautiful place to play, and there's lots of stuff to do. There's certainly no shortage of, uh, of uh, you know, outdoor entertainment. Um, so you definitely, uh, definitely got to work, but uh, when we do get to play, it's a great place to play. This facility... Like we were talking about earlier was Maui Brewing Company and yes. then they moved and we were over there yesterday Tom and and the new facility is pretty you know it's a nice place they, it's, it's a nice big place and they're putting beer out I mean how many barrels are they making now I think the last time I talked to Garrett is they were around the 55,000 to 58 so they're gonna reach the maximum for their uh, their class which is 60,000 per year that's one of the things that uh, I found interesting here. Like some of the, you know, Texas, we have some really crazy laws with breweries and stuff like that. And you probably here in Hawaii have the same situation where there are certain laws that just really do not make sense. I grew up in Texas. I started uh, my brewing career in Texas uh, up in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, it was really challenging back then to even find a job because the laws were very restrictive, having to do with what you were allowed to sell on and off premises, packaging, all these things. It was tough. Um, and so I'm very familiar with how crazy the laws in Texas can be. Um, back in the day when I worked for my brewing company, uh, we had to change uh, the verbiage on our cans because our bikini blonde lager was 5% alcohol. And so according to the state of Texas at the time, anything that was 5% alcohol or more ale. And so on the can, we had to use quotation marks to call it a lager style ale, um, which I'm sure everybody who knows anything thought that was a pretty ridiculous. Um, but <laughs> Does I, it quite so, make sense? <laughs> yeah, so laws, laws can be crazy. Sometimes the lawmakers don't quite know what they're talking about. But... Even given all my experience with Texas, the laws that we have out here in Hawaii and in particular Maui can be pretty confounding every once in a while. So they can be, it can be very restricted. You have to know what you're doing. Um, you have to know which words you can use in certain circumstances to describe certain things that you're doing and all these sort of, sort of things. So. so with the amount of barrels, does that change like how you are able to distribute? Uh, it's a tax rate thing once you get to state in effect. Uh-oh. I might just went off. There now? Yeah. 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 So it's. Uh, uh, it, it just went off again. Something's loose over there. It was working just fine. Hello, hello. Yeah, that's, hello? that's working. Okay. Yeah. Until you start talking again. Like, and then suddenly it's going to go out. If I say anything about the state taxes, <laughs> boom, we're done. It's like, nope, nope, don't put it on there. Yeah. <laughs> we're out. Uh, one of the things that was also interesting is, uh, I guess, a state law that you cannot have minors inside the brewery, inside the tap room. Yes. Yeah. So, like, one of the funniest things about that, and now, like, minors in tap rooms, that is sort of a newer thing in the country. Like, in the last 10 to 15 years, that's become a thing that you see. People bring dogs, bicycles, and children into the brewery. Um, so, out here, uh, you know, it's just it's things move a little bit slower, and so the laws, uh, you could not have any minors in um, in the facility unless you offered food. Um, and so they pretty much thought there would be no reason for there to be any miners in an establishment that just sells alcohol, which on one level sort of makes sense, but the funny part of it was the people that were turning away, they're often tourists that are coming here on vacation, and 
about half of the people that we have to turn away for having minors, the minors that they have in their party are under the age of one. <laughs> They're literally babies in carriers. Um, and we have to explain to these people that, I'm sorry, we can't have you come in here. And they always think it's absurd. Like, they, the baby can't even hold its own baby bottle. Like, there's no way we're going to be giving this baby alcohol. But that's just the way the laws are written. But thankfully, the, it's one of those laws that may be changing. So, Yeah, because that's what one of the <clears> – it's <throat> a weird dynamic in Houston where – yeah, you know, everybody wants to be a family-friendly brewery, but a lot of the people that go to the breweries are like, "Why are you bringing your kids to a brewery?" <laughs> you know, running around and you know, <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're gonna take another break because, well, man, am I the only one almost out of beer? I got you. I'm, we're about to. Oh, we're we're, we're getting there. Three right. three fingers of talk story left. Yep, let's do it, and uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk more from Kahula Brewery. Over at one of my favorite places to have a pint, eat some food, and enjoy the big deck, Platypus Brewing. Sean is joining me, and Sean, what makes Platypus special? Yeah, hi, John. Look, uh, Platypus Brewing, it's brewed with Texan heart and Australian soul. Our philosophy, quality, creativity, and passion. Look, uh, enjoy your handcrafted beers served with our extensive food menu, and uh, don't forget the great choice of Australian wines. Our tap room is open seven days a week. Besides your... Uh, Besides your core beers, what should people be drinking? Yeah, good question, John. Uh, look, we have a regular rotating seasonal menu. It includes our current Houston Hoppy Hooch Hazy IPA. We've got the uh, Ole Chit Mexican Lager. And uh, we can't forget the Mother Pucker Tangerine Berliner Weiss. Uh, topped off with our uh, trusty Bourbon Barrel Age Chain Rattler Imperial Stout. So look, a wide selection of handcrafted beers for all palates. Well, stop by Platypus Brewing on Washington Avenue, just a stone's throw from downtown, and man, enjoy some good pints and some great food. People! People, the time has come. People, the time has come. People, the time has come. All right, we are back, and you are listening to Drink of Ages Radio here on ESPN 97.5. I'm John Denman, and man, we're just sitting over here, just enjoying some paradise. And I, mean, I'm, I don't know why I can't in Lahaina. Is that right? That was right. You got that one. So I got that one right. And Lahaina, and Maui, and so. But the cool thing is, is that. Clay, my buddy over at Cycler's Brewery up there in Montgomery, he's also here on the island and hanging out with us at Cahola Brewery. So what's, what's going on, man? Uh, I was just as shocked as you was when I got your text. Hey, are you on Maui? Yeah. We're going to be, uh, what, 4,000 miles away you know, at the same time? <laughs> it's perfect. It's like, yeah, John, I was just trying to get you to take a keg of our beer. But, uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I am on Maui. <laughs> no, that was pretty cool. That, you know, the first thing I thought of, though, when your text, we were sitting on the beach down in Wailea. I'm like, wait a minute. The talk of Houston craft beer coming to Maui, we have got, we have got to sit down and talk about this somewhere. And uh, 
then yeah, getting together and talking to these guys over at Cahola. And I uh, tried to get Garrett to come out too with Maui Brewing Company, but he's on his daily trek to LA. So uh, that sounds like a, a long, long daily trek. It is. <laughs> Boy, that guy puts in the frequent flyer miles, doesn't he? That is amazing. But yeah, and then here we are sitting in this fabulous place drinking some very very good beer yeah clay i appreciate it and, and it is it's, you know you see me a text and you're like hey i've got this great you know, tequila barrel aged you know, barrel aged that we're blending and this and that would you like a keg and like, absolutely i want a keg of that <laughs> and i was like are you gonna be a maui you know cause somebody told me that you were coming up here and <clears throat> and you text it back and it's like all right sweet and then a few days later it's like hey you want to go to cohola brewery and do an interview yes i do as a matter <laughs> of fact as a matter of fact that that is by far the fastest response I've ever gotten from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes some things are pretty important, Clay. <laughs> but, now, but you, you've been enjoying it. So how long have you been over in Maui now? Yeah, well, when it's all said and done at the end of this week, it'll be not quite two and a half weeks. That's And, and that's where, like, this trip that, that we're taking, Tom, Buddy, and my wife Kelly and I, you know, this was one of those pretty quick like tickets popped up super cheap and to fly here and so i was like all right let's go and so three of us booked our flights and unfortunately you know we're not here but for like five days and that is not enough time to be in maui that's a, that's enough time to just honestly be in kihei and just see what's there and then you need some more days get your toes in the water, get your toes in the water go enjoy some sunsets you know and some lots of man i, I don't know how many mai tais have been in, in <laughs> It measure a trip in Mai Tais. There have been countless Mai Tais. There, there, there has. Uh, but, you know, you, you, like you were talking, I don't know if this is actually in the show or between the breaks, we're all sitting around drinking beer at this point, uh, that you need a lot of time to take your time to experience all the different things. And, Clay, you were talking about, you know, watching the sunset with a, uh, uh, with a coconut. You know, and with, you and went to a distillery. You know, that was amazing because <clears throat> in talking to the guys here at Cahola and a lot of the locals, really what they help us to appreciate is to try to back up a little bit from our normal pace, which we think is a normal pace. But really, you know, you come out to an island like this and it's, it's a different lifestyle. You get to meet some outstanding people, try some outstanding products, but you get insight when you spend time with those individuals of, of being able to try different things that maybe you didn't think about. And I was telling you guys on the break about just going up to this local distillery, you know, up in the upcountry of Maui. I never knew there were so many different species of sugarcane, but <laughs> they introduced us to uh, the sugar canes that they use to make their spirits with, their, uh, their vodka, and they make rums up there as well. And uh, I had never heard of different types of, of coconut. They have what's called young coconut here, of which they told us to half this young coconut and take some frozen pineapples and put in it, put their rum, which incidentally they make a light and a dark rum as well, and then go down by the beach and just watch the sunset with it. And oh my goodness, that was something that I'd never heard of and it was absolutely awesome. So you get that type of insight whenever you sit down and you chill and you don't have such a structured regiment uh, whenever you come here. This is definitely not a place where you need an itinerary. And you know, you're talking about how people show up here at the brewery and they have a whole list of these things we need to get accomplished and get things done. It's like, well, you know, on my list is like, go to the beach. 
And then beer's always in part of that list. So I didn't even have to write that part down. I say, if you're heading down to the beach, it's, I mean, pretty much a given that a beer is going to come with you, you know. <laughs> there are a few places in the world better to enjoy a beer than on the beaches here in Maui, that's for sure. There, you know, you're sitting there and, like, driving from Kihei up to here, you just pass up so much tremendous just, just beauty. And you look on one side, you know, you look to your left, and you have this deep blue ocean with beautiful beaches and nice surf. You look to the right, and you just have so much empty space and mountains. That it's still amazing that, you know, like coming from Houston where everything now is just blown up so crazy in the last decade that there's still so much empty land on an island. Um, yeah, um, I mean, it, it's, it's empty in a certain way, but um, it's, it's not like the empty land in, in Houston and Texas where you can just, it's big and flat and you can build a parking lot on it and build buildings on it and send uh, water and electricity to it. No problem out here. Uh, so much of that land, it's just, it's, um, it's really rugged. And uh, that road you're talking about from Kihei up here to our brewery in Lahaina, that's called the Cliffside Highway here, the Pauly, um, is what we call that. And um, yeah, uh, the Pauly, one of the bad things about it is it's one lane in each direction. And so um, a lot of times the beauty can be so overwhelming that people literally just park their cars on the highway and get out and start taking photographs. Um, so traffic I have to say can, I was guilty of that the first time I saw a whale. <laughs> <laughs> traffic can get really hairy out there, and you can, you can get caught in traffic for an hour or two on that highway. And, I mean, anybody from Texas, especially Houston, knows exactly what getting caught in traffic feels like. But in Houston, when you're caught in traffic, you're just staring at the people around you, wondering why your air conditioner isn't working quite well enough, looking for something good on the radio. But out here, when you get caught in traffic, you can either turn your head to the left and look at these rugged, lush mountainsides, or you can turn your head to the right and just look out over the vast ocean. So it's, it's traffic, but um, it's a lot more calm traffic. Well, and, and you know, Houston radio, I'm sure, you, I don't know how you guys feel about Maui radio, but Houston radio is horrible. I mean, they, they play like just, just horrible music on all the stations. Well, here you're like, if you need to relax, you can listen to somebody play a ukulele for like 24 hours. There's five or six stations that are going to have a ukulele player on it constantly, all the time. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely, definitely gets you nice and relaxed just to you know, calm you down. Uh, where in Houston, you look at the guy beside you and you're like, are you looking at me? <laughs> it, just, it just starts getting more amped up as you're sitting in traffic. So, Clay, uh, uh, what, all, what all have you done since you've you know, been out here? You did the Beer Fest that happened last yeah, weekend. So, you know, the Beer Fest in Maui, that's, that's pretty substantial. Tenth annual Maui Brewers Festival. I'm going to tell you, it, I was very impressed with it when I, when I heard about it. And we decided to go to it. It, uh, you know, you're thinking about the normal brew fest, but this particular brew fest I thought was done so nicely. And I've been to a lot of them that's done nicely too. But with the uh, the guest entrance ticket, your ticket price included you being able to sample some absolutely phenomenal food. They had food trucks inside this venue, so not only did you get to sample all the great beers that they had. But you were able to balance that with very good food, live entertainment. It was probably as hot as it was in Texas, but they had this beautiful breeze. And, I mean, it was just, it was a great day. John, I got an idea. I think Spindle Tap and No Label, we just come back the same time next year. <laughs> Be part of the Brewfest. <laughs> exactly. I think that's a definitely that's a great idea. Fantastic idea. Uh, one, of, one of the things that 
uh, somebody told me, they're like, oh, man, you're going to Maui. Well, you need to stop at every food truck on the side of the road that sells shrimp and get at least a pound of shrimp from every one. So, and, and that's pretty much all I've seen you know, driving around is, is shrimp trucks. So they had different types of food over at the beer fest. Oh, it was, um, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, from the simplistic things of pizza all the way up to Greek food, uh, noodles, barbecues fish obviously they just had a lot of great food so i thought it was done really well on that same note clay like the cool thing about it is um so being that we are on like a small island right <clears throat> there's like a real strong awareness amongst people that own businesses on this island that promoting each other only helps the cause and so the great thing about it is you get to bring people to the, something like the maui brew fest where not only are you featuring great local and, uh, you know, mainland beers coming on in, even international in some cases. But, uh, you know, you're also bringing in, like you said, like phenomenal local foods. Like all the, all the food in there is all local restaurants, you know, local food trucks. I mean, wh whatever it may be, all people that are here in Maui, you know, just trying to kind of make their business work. And so it's a great way to sort of showcase all these wonderful local products and promote each other at the same time, you know. It's a real, like, uh, kind of giving community spirit. Um, which kind of fosters why, you know, it's such a good time over there. You got the beer, you got the meat, you got everything you need. You, you know, know, there was a lot of information there, too, because it, it would introduce you to things that maybe, without being structured, you know, that you would probably want to go and sample, like the distilleries, or they have this dairy up there. It's called the Surfing Goat Dairy, where they pair that place. different types of chocolates. And this is locally made chocolates with their cheeses, and that's... It was phenomenal. So we spent the day up in Kula. We, we need to put that on the list of things to do. On my not list that I'm making list of things to do. <laughs> this is awesome. It's also BYOB. You can uh, bring a nice cold one from Kohola up there. Uh-oh. That just cut off again. I don't know what's going on with that, but it's... Are we back? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I was saying, they got, a, they got a beautiful area up there. It's a BYOB place, so you can take a nice Kohola beer up there. It's a beautiful open area with, like, picnic tables. You can look out. You can see the goats just cruising around, do their thing. Like I said, they, uh, they have all kinds of, like, great cheeses you can try at the same time. Great opportunity to practice your uh, beer and cheese pairings, you know, or beer and chocolate pairings up there. So... It's just—it's a great place. We've done events with them here where we bring them into the tasting room, and we've done a beer and cheese night where we paired four of our beers with four of their cheeses. Um, so again, it kind of goes back to that sort of community spirit where you—you you know, I know that I love going up there and having a beer, and <laughs> I know that they love our beers. It's like, wait, why don't we combine these two things that we do and make it extra awesome? You know, it's a cool deal. Up in—I uh, think I asked you a little earlier too if you had been up to Paia, which is if you can imagine Austin you would see paella oh yeah it's it is exactly the same if they had a slogan out front when you came into the city it said keep paella weird i mean <laughs> that would be just like the austin but there's a place there called uh what is it called rock and rock and roll brews uh, rock and brews rock and brews which you guys have uh, some yeah. good taps at as well that's a i mean that's a cool spot as far as craft beer goes because i mean they have what what do they have like 50 taps over there something like that wow so it's outrageous and while maui's beer scene is very new obviously and very small um Craft beer in general, I think, is a very new and upcoming thing here on the islands in general. Um, we're, you know, we're at least five years behind the mainland as far as all that goes. But uh, it's really cool, especially uh, you know, for the locals living up there, that they get a place like that that has so many great beers. Um, even other places up there, like Flatbread up there, they carry a bunch of local products. Charlie's is a, a bar restaurant with cool local music up there, and they, uh, they feature a lot of local beers and products and stuff like that, too. 
So uh, it offers, places like Rock and Brews offer a really good experience for, I guess, you know, the new craft drinker in Maui to experience some good stuff. And plus all the tourists, because everybody that, you know, See. is coming from the mainland, they're like, where can I go drink some really good beers? Definitely. So, that'd, I, be a, that'd be a great place to pick up a growler of something. And uh, as you're continuing up there past Haiku and over to Hana, pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I've enjoyed everything about Maui so far. The food has been, we haven't eaten anything bad. I mean, nothing that was even remotely like, I don't, I don't you know, can skip this next time. Uh, even the cheeseburger at Cheeseburger in Paradise that we had before we came over here was like, man, this is a good solid cheeseburger. But you're sitting there looking at, you know, you're right on the water. And so it's like, they, they would have to make it really horrible for you to not even enjoy it. Yeah, it would really have to suck. It would have to be a really, really bad cheeseburger. <laughs> So let's take another break and get some more beers. When we get back, we're still sitting in beautiful Hawaii, Maui, doing some great things at Kahola Brewery. Drink of Ages. Grab it. Tap is killing it with their IPAs, Heavy Hands, Justin, Houston Haze, Draped Up. All have been phenomenal brews. With all the tasty releases, man, don't forget about Hop Gusher. This has been one of my favorite go-to beers for a while now. 6.5% nicely balanced with a blast of hoppy aroma. The citrus taste and slight bitterness makes this a crowd pleaser. Grab some Hop Gusher and make this a regular in your beer fridge. If you are a fan of good beer, then come by Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive in Montrose. We have over 200 beers with 32 specialty rotating taps of badass beers, cider, kombucha, and cold-brewed nitro coffee. Take a 32-ounce growler or build a mixed six-pack to go. You can even bring your own growlers in, and we will fill them. Drink of Ages Pub, badass beer for here, badass beer to go. Our friends on the west side at No Label Brewery have been real busy. They're making great beers like Side Haze, Phase 2, and now Squeeze and Twist IPA. This low ABV is great for all day taking care of business. Very light and refreshing squeeze and twist IPA from No Label is one to try. You can find this beer on draft and in new 12-ounce cans along with other No Label brews at your favorite store, bar, or stop by the brewery and get some. NoLabelBrew.com to here on ESPN 97.5. I'm John Denman, your host. And man, we're still hanging out at Kahola Brewery. Absolutely just, uh, if you've ever been to Maui, I know a lot of people have, but if you haven't made it by, by this brewery, you definitely need to come check it out uh, when you're on the island. Delicious beers, and man, we've gone through quite a bit of them so far. I think we've gone through, let's see, Talk Story was the last one that we had, the Pale L. The Lokahi Pilsner, which is the bronze medal JBF winner, is what we started off with. The Pineapple Pilsner, 
which that one uses fresh pineapple puree. Uh, I think you said it was yeah, within 24 hours. It's in the. It's actually. Oh yeah, I mean they they bring it over uh, fresh from uh, over in Oahu, uh, all nice pureed, frozen, so it stays like hyper fresh, and then. I mean, Ray could probably tell you a little bit better exactly what yeah, that we, goes in. Yeah, we add it into the bright tank. So once the beer's already finished, um, so we have to filter the beer before it goes in just to make sure that there's no active yeast that it can be reinvigorated. Um, and um, part of that is by adding a lot of sugar to the beer, it's uh, it's a short shelf life type of product. So to enjoy the pineapple pilsner, you know, you, you want to get it fresh. And um, we make it in small batches. So typically when we make the large batch of pilsner, uh, we'll sequester off a little bit uh, that we turn into the pineapple pilsner. So the pineapple pilsner is one of those beers that uh, is fresh because it has to be. What about other fruits? I, what else do you have you like brewed with? I mean, like some mango papaya or something? Uh, we, uh, we have a Lilacoy Saison um, that, that we've done quite a few times in the past. And um, we actually really like that combination. Uh, Lilikoi is passion fruit for anybody that's not in Hawaii. Um, but um, the nice thing about Lilikoi is it has a really nice tart flavor to it. Um, and so we balance that tartness um, with the Saison. So the Saison's giving it all those really um, farmhouse sort of flavors from the yeast. Um, and then you get this really tart finish uh, right in that space where the yeast is having all of its flavors going on as well. And it's, that, uh, it's a nice Lilikoi finish. So it sort of rounds out the finish. And um, it makes it a very quaffable beer, to use a horribly used term all the time. But, um, you know, once you have a sip of that Lilikoi Saison, it typically begs you to have another sip of it. Well, right now, let's see, the last beer that we're having, well, maybe, not the last beer we're having here, but <laughs> the last, the last beer now. maybe for the show is the Red Sand, your Amber Ale. Yeah, so um, that beer has actually gone through quite a few changes in the last year. Um, we've been working on trying to make that beer more a clear representation of pretty much an American red now. Um, originally, we were going for an Irish-style red. Um, I, when I joined the company, had just moved back from Ireland, and so I was eager to try their Irish-style red, and I was um, not so happy to define that it um it would not have been called a red in Ireland, that's for sure. Uh, uh, the Irish... Used to be very hoppy. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. It used to be very hoppy, which um, Irish red, there really should be no presence of, of any sort of hop profile going on. And it's a, a more darker uh, red uh, that the Irish red typically is. And so if you haven't been here before, it's warm. Uh, we do most of our drinking during the day at our particular brewery. And so to serve sort of like this darker red beer... Uh, it just didn't make much sense here, so we really wanted to lighten it up. We wanted to focus on the flavors that we enjoyed in the beer. We did some adjustment on the grain bill. We threw out a few malts. We picked a couple more that we liked, um, and we shortened the, uh, the, ho the hops as well. So there's only a few hops in that beer just to sort of clear up the flavor. I really felt like it was too muddy before, and I wanted to bring out the crispness that Americans like in in our colored beers we like to we like things to be bright and clean so this one accents a little bit of the malt flavor for sure but there's the hop flavor in there that's really bright like a west coast sort of amber a little bit yeah that's why the first thing i noticed when i started drinking it was that there is more of a hot presence than a typical amber like ambers are generally much mal maltier and and so this for the heat is going down very easy right and that was exactly part of the thinking um uh if you're somewhere and it's chilly, or and for chilly, for us here in Maui, that's anything that starts with the number six, pretty much, yeah, uh, and no, anything colder than that, I don't believe exists. But <laughs> if you're in one of those 
chillier times uh, in your personal climb, it can be really nice to have a malty beer. You know, like this is why stouts, porters, these dark ambers, imperial, name it, left and right, work really great when you work in an environment that's colder. But here, it just doesn't even occur. So even in our winter time, you know, it's it's 84 degrees. And so we need something, an amber beer, that people can actually have more than one of. Well, there are times, because uh, my friends, uh, they, they, they used to live here on Maui, and it's where it will snow. And so you can go snowboarding and surfing in the same day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we get some snow up there on top of Haleakala uh, every once in a while. Our, our volcano is only 10,000 feet. Um, so so we get it every other year or two. You'll get a dusting of snow up there. Um, but just over on Hawaii, um, they have a 14,000-foot volcano, and that has uh, snow every year, all the time, Mauna Kea, the, the White Mountain. Um, so it, it, it is really wild to be on the beach and be looking at a snow-capped volcano. It's hilarious, too, because the local boys will go up there, right? And they got their big 4x4s and everything. So they'll cruise up there. They'll load up the bed of the truck with snow, just jam down to the beach. It only takes an hour, two hours maybe. So they'll literally back into the beach parking spot right there, have a <laughs> tailgate full of snow, and have a snowball fight in 85-degree weather on the sand under palm trees. Like, yeah, that's it's, pretty awesome. It's psychedelic. It's re <laughs> it's yeah. really weird. Yeah. It's a total like mind trip. You know, you're like, what is happening right now? But it <laughs> it's happens. It's a snowball fight yeah, it on happens. the beach of Maui, mm -hmm. or <clears throat> no, on the other island. Yes. Uh, now this place is this place is amazing. I uh, you know can't say can't say anything bad. Uh, it's it's been it's been great great experience. It's kind of uh, noisy. There's a lot of industrial noise. What's the, the industrial noise? There's a lot of coolers and chillers <laughs> oh. and fans. Oh, sitting around in here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're at a brewery. So, you know, you've got to. The, the show is no lie. When we're sitting around talking that, that we are having beers at a brewery, we're, we're having quite a bit of beers at the brewery. Say, Justin's being very nice not driving the forklift around everywhere right now. Just beeping <laughs> away all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, this, this, has been, this has been a fun trip. Like Uh, uh, need to get back to Maui and spend oh, a lot more time I mean, there's here. Endless uh, there's endless stuff. So much I mean, stuff I recommend that, you know, anyone barely, coming I feel out like here. That I try to stay at least 10 to 14 days. On all I mean, the things I want to do. A here. week is great, but you're just starting to get the vibe, and then you get pulled away. You know, so you definitely have to definitely have to spend some more time here. And I mean, frankly, the longer you're here, like I mean, if you're coming down to Kohola, you know, to check the place out, we're doing events in here like every week. Um, everything from you know food pairing events. Um, with local, uh, I mean, local eateries around here, local restaurants. Like I talked about the Surfing Goat Dairy earlier. We did beer and cheese with them. We've done beer and chocolate with Sweet Paradise Chocolates over on the other side of the island. I the mean, donut pairing. Yeah, the beer and donuts we just did the other day. There's a great donut shop out here called Donut Dynamite. Um, and I was looking it. for a donut shop this morning in Kihei, and I don't know if, the, if one uh, exists. You need to go to a town called Wailuku on the north side. It's over by the airport. Uh, Donut Dynamite. They're open from 6 a.m. until they sell out, and they sell out every day. But they make insane donuts over there. I mean, using all, like, for the most part, all, like, kind of local fun ingredients. Um, they're talk We're not talking like a, like a chocolate bar here, you know what I mean? We're talking, you know, the bacon maples. They do, like, uh, calamansi lime with, you know, goat cheese and other crazy things, man. But they're, but they're epic, epic donuts. And you pair beer with them. Oh, definitely, man. We They've been a great partner for that, too, because they get just excited as we do about um, 
pairing what they do with what we do. So they come in and they come in multiple times for each one of these events and each time they'll bring in what they think might work with some of our beers and we'll bring them in and we do a tasting where we'll sit around and just sort of, you know, talk story about what's going on, what what each of us has and what we're feeling and and you get one or two really great combos out of each one of those meetings and they're willing to come here three and four times. Um, you know, for each one of the pairing events that we set up to make sure that what we're offering to the people is, is really an event that they want to be a part of. That's almost like, you know, I'm not really sure. Uh, I know we're out of donuts now, so maybe you come back tomorrow with some more donuts. <laughs> we can <laughs> try again <laughs> Try huh? again to figure this out. It's, it's rad. They've even taken our grain and used, uh, like, the grain that we use in the beers in their donut, made, like, specialty donuts for it. So, like Ray said, taking the care to, like, make the pairings work. They, they go out of their way to yeah, do the, that. You know? the, the first pairing we were doing with them, um, they didn't know much about beer making. They knew everything about donut making. And so they approached us about some ingredients of ours that they could use themselves. And so the first thing that they were interested in was some spent grain. And I kind of told them that that was not really where they wanted to go. That's not really much of a donut flavor. That's just made basically like fats in there. That's, that's not really a great idea. Um, and so I gave them a bit of crushed malt. So I gave them some crushed Crystal 60 malt. And I was like, here, this, this might actually be something nice. And they came back with it as part of the crumble on top of one of their donuts. And it Epic. was incredible. Incredible. Yeah, Crystal, pretty much all the crystals, are you can just walk by and just eat them. Just, oh, just it's like candy, man. It is. It is they really were good. so excited to find, they had no idea that an ingredient that tasted like that was part of the brewing process. So for them, it was, you know, their eyes lit up. They were really happy to, to try to incorporate that as a new ingredient. And then when they brought the donut, I'm sure your eyes just lit up quite a bit. <laughs> nah, synergy. It's, it was it's synergy. It's amazing, man. Like I said, we're, we're lucky that we have, you know, while, like, like I talked about earlier, like craft beer is pretty new to the island, right, as far as like the locals are concerned. But all these, you know, chefs in town, anyone obviously who's involved with the beer industry, you know, beer and food pairings are like, you know, tale as old as time. People know about that stuff, you know? And so it's been cool to be able to work with these people in this avenue because they're just as excited as we are about it. And we end up with these, like, epic nights where we got beer and food and live music and, you know, people come out in droves. The place is like, I mean, you see it now, it's about half empty at the moment. But on these nights, it's standing room only. Like, people are spilling out the doors. It's, I mean, it's all time. Uh, you know, probably just like everywhere else, uh, but even more, I would imagine, on the island, it is very hyper-local. Kind of like what you were saying, like, you don't leave this little area, and so you get everything you need, and then the businesses really back each other up on this stuff. There's also not a lot to do on the island at night, and uh, people really get their rocks off when there's something fun on their side that's hyper-local. They don't have to drive 45 minutes to Kihei. They can, frankly, take a five-minute Uber ride, take a five-minute walk, and they're in the brewery, and they're part of something. They're part of something that's special that not just they're part of, like the whole community at large is a part of. They see their friends. Everyone's stoked. You know what I mean? It's a very contagious effect. Um, <clears throat> man, I hate to have to wrap it up because you know, this is kind of show that you can sit around and talk for hours and hours and hours but unfortunately we are out of time for this episode of drink of ages uh, i do want to say thank you mark and ray man for having us hey, out thank you guys and ian and christine as well thank you for having us out over at cahola brewery here in maui uh any like i said earlier if you get a chance once you just just forget whatever vacation you're going to do this summer just come to maui yes. and then stop by the brewery and hang out for a little bit Appreciate that, brother. Thanks yeah, we thank so much. 
Yeah. All right. I thank everybody for listening. I uh, hope everybody has a great week. Go Rockets, man. Get it together. Let's let's get this championship done. Uh, I know, Tom. Uh, we we watched we watched the the horrible game three uh, from a what was what was the name of the bar? Let's not dwell on it, John. Let's, let's, let's okay. Let's just wrap up the show because uh, it brings back too many painful memories of some a lot of missed layups. But uh, no, if you can listen to all the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewery by going to drinkofages.com, you can find us on iTunes as well. Uh, everybody be safe out there, and we'll talk to you next week.